Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott with you today on Oilers Now. And uh, we are going to tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. You can tell Chef Taff, Chris, and Brendan that Oilers Now sent you. They're open uh, Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. As we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for G. CL Diesel, providing you genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Hello. How you doing there, big man? What's going on, Louie? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, I was frustrated last night. I'll be honest with you. You're on a six-game, you're on a six-game heater, and uh, you got a team that's got three road wins all season. Uh, it's kind of reminded me a bit of the Anaheim game that the Ducks came in and won on a Saturday afternoon. Um, I, you know, some of the Oilers' top guys weren't firing on all cylinders, and uh, the Blue Jackets did a good job defending. Anaheim did not do a good job defending when they beat Edmonton earlier this season. The Oilers had 49 shots on goal. Give me your thoughts. I mean, they've heard from me. For, the listeners have heard from me for the last 20 minutes. You tell me what you saw last night, Louie. I saw similar, no question about it. I'm watching the skate right now, Bob, and they're going toe-to-toe with down low battle drills below the tops of the circles. And that's going to work in two two ways. It's going to work for the offense to get to the inside, make sure you're driving to the net, making it comfortable for the opposition to defend you. But more importantly, when you look at the three goals against last night, they were all essentially um, from lost coverage in the defensive zone. Simple as that. A little bit of passive coverage in the overtime goal. I thought Johnson had a little bit too much time with that time to walk it in. And that's being taken away in this practice today. So obviously that's the problem they see, the issue at hand. They're addressing it this morning in practice, and they'll look to try and carry that forward to Saturday against Chicago Blackhawks. I saw a team that was forcing to play a lot. And a lot of hope passes for the Edmonton Oilers last night. Yeah. They had possession in the offense zone a long time. But then they would force the pass and turn it over. And I think that when you when you play that way, you're kind of playing into the hands of the opposition. You had to play that caliber of of yeah. Well, I, I uh, you know I, I I alluded to the fact, Louis, that you know I guarantee you we'll see a better performance out of Leon Drysaddle on Saturday. He had a t- he was unfortunately he was a major culprit, and you know some of the he just had a a really tough game. I mean, that's about yeah. as rough a game as we've seen out of him in a long time. Yeah, sorry. I was just laughing because Jack made the unwise decision to leave his phone near me before he went and sat down in the stands, and I put it in my pocket. So I watched him just briefly running around looking for his phone. But oh, then that would have been to. funny because he is the world's <laughs> smartest man. You know that, right? Well, we call you the brain, though. So uh, yeah, well, there's, I, uh, I don't think a lot of the listeners think I'm the if, if, if they think I'm the brain, I, they, I, I didn't make him suffer that long. But listen, here's the thing. Um, again, that goes right back to what I was just talking about as far as forcing the play. And I thought it yeah. was forced a lot last night. If you look at the overtime even, um, just forcing to try and get the job done. Now, 
when that creeps into your game, you don't even realize it. You don't realize it's happening. You're just trying to make a play. You're talking about highly elite players, skilled players that can make that play and are capable of making those plays. But in a game like that last night, it should have been evident right from the start, they're just not happening. It's not working. They're taking passing lanes away. They're getting sticks on pucks. They're turning pucks over on us, and it's creating chances to be opposition. So you have to make that adjustment. Now, when they did make the adjustment, they went to work, and they grinded in the offensive zone. And simply put, that's what the team needed to do last night to close out that game. Yeah. They needed to get the puck and say, okay, Columbus, if you want this puck, come and take it off us because we're not going to give it and that didn't happen. They gave it back a lot. I think there was 27 giveaways in the game for Edmonton, which is way too many. I don't care any way you slice and dice that, when you look at that, that has to be cleaned up. That's what I think this drill in particular I'm watching in front of me right now is for. And then just compete in the offensive zone, make a team defend you harder, get to the inside, because I thought Columbus gave them credit for a real good job of keeping Edmonton the outside for the most part. Right out of the gates in the first period, they had inside chances. Rebounds in tight that Corpus Allo was the best he had to be in the first period. And that allowed his team to yeah. get traction in the game, and it changed the whole complexion of the game. But I did think there was a deflation by Edmonton after the first goal against which we haven't seen in a while. That crept into the game a bit, a little frustration. And with frustration comes what? You grip the stick and you try and do more. And doing more isn't always the best thing to do. I know that's a contradiction, but when you start forcing plays, you start turning pucks over. I don't know how many times last night I saw a puck below the goal line that was thrown out to the middle, thrown out to the slot, hoping that it was going to get to somebody that was there. And I'm going to tell you right now, 95% of the time it didn't get there. But that should have been nipped in the butt. That's where you hold on to it. You cycle down low again. You button up. You make a guy grab on to you. You make a guy dig a stick in when you drive into the net. You draw a couple more penalties. But they only had one power play last night, and they converted on it. Because they if only earned want, one. Yes, if you want more penalties, you have to make teams take penalties on you, which means you have to challenge. And I expect you'll see more of that on Saturday night yeah. in Chicago. Uh, especially from what I'm seeing in skates today. They're really working on those battle drills, and it's a small little fix, though. This is a team that's been on a roll. They did get a point. I think, like Jay Woodcross said last night, there were some good things in the game. There were certainly some bad things in the game. They'll address the bad things today, and they'll go to work again against the Chicago team. It's very similar to Columbus. They have weapons that can hurt you. They're a team that's got a lot of pride. They're going to come in here and play hard on a Saturday night before the break starts for the All-Star break. They're going to want to win that game. Edmonton's going to have to be just as ready for them as they would be for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have just been here a team that you respect in that regard. Um, and that's the way you have to approach the game. But there was a lot of things we could look at in that game last night, but I think they got bullied early on. And that's just part of the game of hockey that you have to get around. They did have a 2-1 lead going into the third period, and that slipped away. But take that point, take a lesson from the game, and carry it forward. Scooley Oilers now injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Louis Kyler Yamamoto is on the ice at Rogers Place yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He looks great. Uh, he looks really good. He's been snapping the puck around. He's smiling out there, which is great to see. And uh, you know what? For Kyler, this is this is an injury. It's funny. I was just talking to Roger Nugent Hopkins, um, you know, Ryan's dad, and we had a real good conversation, and Yamamoto's name came up. And I said, you know, back in the day, you'd look at a player like Kyler Yamamoto, you see him skating out there, and you say, okay, get in there, kid, you're good to go. 
That's not the case today. When you're dealing with injuries, sometimes they're difficult ones to understand. They could be neurological, they could be, you know, structurally, they could be spinal cord. You don't mess around with those types of things. You right. make sure 100% before you come back. And I think think that's what Yamamoto is dealing with right now. Good to see him on the ice. Good to see him smiling because I know that when it flares up and acts up on him, he's in discomfort. He doesn't feel very well. So I'm just happy to see him on the ice and he's got some time to kind of get himself back into shape because I thought he was really starting to play well before uh, before he had to leave yeah. and, and go on the long-term hour. I believe he's not available for the 12th. That's right, but, February 12th, uh, this, the final yeah, game this, of the four-game road yeah. trip against Montreal. So, Super so Bowl this will Sunday. Give him, yeah, this will give him time to just make sure that he's 100% and down the stretch. That's, that's what you want. You want the healthiest possible team you can put together, and it looks like he's on the right track back. I think we'll see Evander Kane at practice tomorrow and possibility plays Saturday. Oh, Louis, i, I got to ask you about Clean Costin. Um, yeah. You know, just the way the game worked out last night, he got knocked out of the rotation, but should he be given a wider berth for, for doing some of the... What Pat, the late great Pat Quinn said, the dirt, doing some of the harder stuff there is out there, taking, you know, taking a fight with the uh, Maroon last Thursday and battling Brendan Lemieux and he scored nine goals. What are your thoughts on his deployment? I honestly look, had to look back. We looked back. I wanted to see when his last shift were, the chicks were, and he said he did get a couple shifts in the third period. I don't remember him out there. Um, he didn't. He played under 10 minutes in the game. I don't think that's enough for him, especially in a game like that where you have 11 and 7. I, I, I thought he should have played more. No, I mean, we'll, I'll talk to Jay about it. We'll find out. Like, maybe he just saw something we didn't see. Maybe he didn't like something that he saw. I didn't particularly see anything that I thought was detrimental to, to Clean's game. I could be wrong. I'll have to go back and look at it, but... Here's the thing. Uh, when you get into a situation where you're chasing the game number one that they were, then they finally get the lead and you're trying to hold on to the lead, benches get short, and you go with the guys that you feel that night are going for whatever reason he wasn't on that list to really get more ice time. Um, should he have a longer leash? Listen, I really do believe this is a game-by-game -game kind of situation where you're going to play some nights, you're not going to play others. I was a little surprised to see him not deployed because I thought he was the type of player that could, you know, give him a shift with Connor and Leon or something just to go out there and bang and crash in the offensive zone, try and change the momentum a little bit, maybe get a little bit of a spark. That's why I'm not the coach. I'm the analyst, so I'm sitting here watching the game, and there's a lot of moving parts that go on there. But I do like Payne's game. I think it's dropped off a bit in the last few games. I think Xander Kane coming back have taken a few of those minutes from Austin. I think with Kane out of the lineup, he's getting a little bit more and a little bit longer look. Um, Kane wasn't in the lineup last night, but Yanmark did come back, and, they, and, I, and there's no question that line had some good chemistry. But um, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, as far as why he didn't play more in the game last night, the ice time was distributed throughout, and it was one of those situations. But I do know that if you're the player on the bench and that's happening, you have to go out there and do something to kind of get the coaches out. You have to go out there and, and have a big hit, have a good shift when you're drawing a penalty, holding on to a puck down low, just, just getting yourself into the game in that regard to tell the coach, hey, I'm, I'm invested, I'm, I'm working here, and I want to get going. And that's just a young player in clean who, who's going to need to learn when and 
the, the right time to do those things up. I love every other aspect of the game. I love the fact that he's stepping up for his teammates. I love the fact that he's scoring some goals. I love that he's physical and banging bodies. And I really like that line um, with him and Nugent Hopkins in the end. Like, I think it's a real strong combination, and they've got them back again together to practice today. So I expect to see him back in that rotation. And, um, yeah, as, as you know, Louis, he, he was he was on the ice for the game tying goal. Uh, you, you've got Barry and Kulak in front of the net with McLeod in support as a center, and Marchenko jams the play home. Like he, he sorry, me, but I'm a winger. I don't think I don't think there's no. There might have been something to do with Austin on that might, goal. Might have been something early in the play, and I'll have to go back. Yeah, you know, puck didn't get out of the line, but I mean, I'm sorry. You can look at every single player to a man last night 100%. and turn the puck over. So honestly, the fact that one guy gets picked and another guy doesn't, I'm not a big believer in that. But he did almost play 10 minutes. I'm not going to sit okay. here and tell you that he was benched, but he certainly was cut back in ice time. David Chuck decided to go with some different combinations. And in fairness to him, in the second period, it was the Ryan line that did score that goal, and they got more ice time as they went on. Yep. And they did have a 2-1 lead in the third period. So... I'm not going to sit here and micromanage decisions that coaches make in the game, but I was surprised to see that he only played 950 or something like that in the game. 100%. Me, me too. All right. Uh, so, Louie, after a game like that, look, the Oilers are 6 one in their last seven, but the fans, you know, everybody wants to see Edmonton add. The Oilers are going to add. It's just a byproduct of how much they're going to add. Um, i got to tell you, I'm a little concerned about – I think the team needs another center, preferably a right shot. And you can make an argument for a second pairing left shot D. And last night would have made it a good night to make that argument because I thought the Oilers' transition game stunk because they couldn't complete 25-foot passes. Yeah, they were. They, you know what? They fought the puck right from the start. Even the chances that they had, but the really good chances in type. Foley Arby, number one. Holloway had a good rebound chance. Those were even rushed. Those chances were rushed in the sense that it was just a slap at the puck, not exactly the type of contact you want to have. There was elevation there that could have happened. It was wide open. That it was an extended goaltender with a pad down the ice. Now, that's easy to see on the video, but when you're in the heat of the battle, there was something in the way the Columbus Blue Jackets were playing that, that made Edmonton think their time and space was taken away, that made them think that they weren't accomplishing anything in the offensive zone. It's a real weird dynamic, and it happens sometimes. Even though, if you watch that first period, Aside from the first couple of shifts where the Blue Jackets got the puck in the offensive zone, as soon as Connor McDavid had that one transitional puck, for about 10 minutes, they were all over Columbus. And, but it's still, even in those moments, Connor McDavid threw a couple of hope passes. Leon Dreisaitl threw a hope pass. Turnovers in the defensive zone, couldn't get out of the zone for the transitional game. Neutral zone turnovers. Just, it was like they were fighting the puck a bit, and they were just rushing the play a little bit. Easy fixes, though. They really are easy fixes. So yeah. that's the good thing. The good thing is they're easy fixes, settle things down. What do you add, Louie? What do you add here at the deadline? Well, I'm, I'm along the same line with you. I think that Evander Kane in the lineup would have made a difference last night. Could have easily been the difference. Um, when the Yamamoto comes back, that's another guy you're going to eject into the forward group that's going to make a difference. So I, I'm looking at this and saying when they get fully healthy, I'm not as worried about the forward group, defense core. 
There were some plays last night where I just didn't think they managed the puck very well. I didn't 100%. think they outmanaged the puck very well. And if I was going to look at anything, yes, I would look at a little bit of, um, well, listen, if you can go out and make a, a big deal to get a top four defenseman, you're going to have to sell a bit and give up a bit to get that. Obviously, if you look at that, I think it's going to make your team better now and in the future than go for it. But other than that, I would say a depth defenseman, um, someone that can defend well but can also move the puck in that first pass. I mean, there was a guy that played last night that's been talked about a lot. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know who the, I don't know who the that player is, to be honest with you, in the league, but that's the type of player I think they'd want to look. And then depth forward. I agree with you. I think that a right-handed depth forward, somebody I know the guy you like, um, and, he's, yeah, and he's still having a pretty good season. We're going to see him on Saturday night. And that would be the perfect fit. If you could pick one guy to come over, it would be exactly like him. So I don't know if he's available. He's on a very, very cap-friendly salary for the next year and next this year and next year. So I don't think you're going to be able to pry him from Chicago. But I've seen Chicago give up on some pretty darn good young players in the last couple of years. A guy like Brandon Hagel. So... Why not make the offer? Uh, all right, just just hold on. Okay, I will tell you this. I I heard today there's as many as five teams now in on Sam Lafferty. Five teams. So that tells you something right there. Uh, and you talked about Brandon Hagel. The Blackhawks. No, the Blackhawks got a mid-round first-round pick for Kirby Doc. Tell me how excited the Montreal Canadiens fans are right now because with Cole Caulfield out, right now Kirby Doc's their best forward. He's already got career high in goals and points. We're not even 50 games into the season. And well, he's, I, I, it was a crazy trade. I'll never understand well, I, that trade. They gave up a lot for Hagel, but his price point on a Tampa Bay Lightning team that's cap strapped, he's been the perfect fit for that top line. He has literally replaced a lot. He's not an easy replacement. That's you know that's yeah. a guy you just, you just don't replace what they did. They replaced him with Brandon Hagen. That's a terrific here. So yes, there are opportunities out there, and you know what? You're on the right. I think you're on the right track, Bob. I think you got to look around and say, okay, what player can we pluck that we're going to spend a little bit on? We're going to have to give up something solid to get him, but there's a ceiling that's a lot higher if he's given a little bit more of an opportunity. And that that comes down to scouting. That comes down to intel. That comes down to picking the right guy. And you just pick two guys that right now are making their teams look really good for going out in the farm. Hey, and every team wants to have that feeling when they make those kind of deals. Final one for you, Louie. Because the listeners want to know, are you in the? Are you standing in the end zone at Rogers Place where they're banging pucks? Where are you right now? <laughs> sorry, is it really loud? Yeah. I'm just up. I'm up on the minute. That's amazing that it's picking that up. I'm sorry to everybody. I thought I'd give you a little feel and sound oh, no, of what goes on in the so ring. But you're up in the stands. Sorry. I'm up in the stands. I'm actually up on the main concourse, so I'm backed away a little bit. But uh, you know what? It's funny you should say that because the only reason you're hearing the puck hit the glass is what? They're missing the net. Hit the net. <laughs> Thanks, Lou Dog. <laughs> All right. Take care. Yvette, that is Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers. He joins us every Thursday in Oilers Now, courtesy of our friends at GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. We'll take a two minute break. We'll come back from your texts. We're opening up the phone lines. 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. All right, tell me where your headspace is at. Does that just happen? You won six straight games. You got a couple days off in between a game. You're playing Columbus. They're not that good of a team. You're not super jacked. You know, 
is that does that just happen in an 82 game schedule or do you look at it no come on man you got to find a way to beat that team and does it reveal some greater problems that maybe the Oilers have? You could give us a call on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. We might even drop the puck a little early with that. Text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. We'll return as we go interactive when we return on Oilers now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chet. A whole bunch of Oilers players have to play better on Saturday as we close out this pre-All-Star break slash CBA-mandated bye week uh, schedule out for the Edmonton Oilers. They are 6-0-1 in their last seven, but an underwhelming 3-2 loss in overtime last night to Columbus. We are heading back. Uh, by the way, it's 12.56 in Edmonton. We're heading back to California this April with New West Travel. You can fly to L.A., watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks in April. This New West Travel package includes four nights at the Marriott L.A. Live, lower bowl game tickets for both games, a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests for the Cali Hockey Road Trip. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Rob has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. We are going to open up the River Creek Resort Casino hotline as well. Same number, 780-496-0063. Bob, if we're looking for a clear upgrade on left D, the Islanders are struggling. What would the cost, and the cost would be big, says Rob, but would they consider moving Adam Pellick? They have Mayfield, uh, Romanov, Dobson, and Pollock. Rob, Adam Pellick is head and shoulders the New York Islanders' best defenseman. It's not even close. And he is, you've you've nailed a really good defender, like a guy that can, he can shut down top players. He gets matched, hard matched against Connor McDavid. He played with Connor McDavid in Erie. Uh, He has a limited no movement, no trade clock. I would suspect that he'd be open to playing with McDavid here, but here's the problem. They're not trading him. They traded a uh, mid-round first uh, round pick for Romanoff. They're not trading a better defenseman for Edmonton's first rounder plus. I, there, I, there's no way. The Oilers have to make the money work. There's no way Lou's doing that. He know, and, by, and by the way, uh, Mayfield, who is a UFA, Dobson and Pollock are all right shots. They've only got the one left shot, which is Pellick's their best guy. He plays like 22 minutes a game. I don't see it happening. Let's go to Keith quickly on line number one. Hi, Keith. How are you doing? Not bad, Bob. Uh, kind of bummed out, though. We can't lose games like that. Agreed. Secondly, why are we trying to do the uh, highlight reel goals, like just shoot the puck at the net? You 100%. might get some garbage. 100%. And, and let's cut the crap here and make the GD playoffs. That's all I got to say, Bob. You got a ton of callers. Have a great day, man. Thanks a lot. 780-496-0063. We are going to fully open up the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, did last night's game reinforce some of your concerns with the Oilers? Did you take it as a one-off? You know, team had one six straight. 
and what areas would you target to improve? You tell us when we return. 780-496-0063. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilbert.